Hi everyone. We're going to cover today's、uh, DT passage.、Um, the commands that Jesus mentions here are some of the Ten Commandments, like "Do not murder," "Do not commit adultery," "Do not swear falsely." But he then teaches us to go beyond the letter of the law. So, for instance, Jesus says it's not enough to not murder, but if your brother has something against you, be proactive and reconcile with him. He says to not only restrain from adultery, but to deal with the lust in your thoughts and cut off whatever causes you to have them. He says if someone takes your tunic, give him the cloak also, and if someone makes you walk a mile、uh, with him, go two miles with him. Not only that, Jesus actually says in verse twenty that your righteousness needs to exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, and in verse forty-eight, to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So Jesus's standards are extremely high, and really, none of us could actually reach these standards. But the amazing thing is that although we fall short, Jesus, of course, does meet the standards. In verse seventeen, he says he came to not abolish the law, but to fulfill them. So that means Jesus met these standards for us. Rather than giving us the punishment of death we deserve, he reconciled with us. Jesus loved us, his enemies. He paid the cost of being cut off from God on the cross to make it possible for us to cut off our sin. And why would Jesus do this? You know, why would he go the extra mile of fulfilling these commandments? It's because of love, right? I mean, Jesus was willing to go beyond the letter of the law in his relationship with us because of love. And I think about the people I love and how willing I am to go beyond what may be the letter of the law for them. Like when I have tension with Yumi, you know, I'm not sitting in my seat thinking, "Well, at least I'm not murdering her." No, I'll go reconcile with her, right? And I'm willing to cut things off and suffer loss for Yumi too. Also, when I want to say stop at one mile of cleaning, but she insists on going another mile with it, you know, I let her agenda rule over. Mind. So peering into Jesus's teachings on God's commandments here, you know, for me it was another time to marvel at how much God loves me, and that though I cannot fulfill God's commandments, Jesus did for me, and in return, I can also respond in love by doing my best to obey Him. Yeah, and from this passage, another theme that I was really struck by was the theme of outer appearances versus inner reality.、Um, these commandments: do not murder, do not commit adultery, you shall not divorce your wife. Um, they all have to do with external behavior, but Jesus talks about the inner reality that whoever hates his brother is liable to judgment. Looking at a woman with lustful intent is committing adultery. Let your yes be yes and no be no, and he's talking about honest speech. So you know we can focus on external actions while ignoring what's inside our hearts all the time. You know, people can put on a smile and pretend to be friends with someone when, in reality, they're full of envy and feel competitive with them, or are bitter at them and angry, but never bring it up. We can have a good, clean church kid image, but hide what dark things we engaged in the night before, perhaps just in our minds or online. So there was this one time when I had this really plump-looking, juicy, fresh white peach, and it was sitting in my fridge for a couple days, and I was really looking forward to eating it. And I washed it, and I bit inside, and there was this worm that was wriggling, and the innermost parts of that peach was black and rotten. It was so gross. I spit it out, and I think that picture of the peach is often what we're actually like. We might look fine on the outside, but then there's a lot of rotting things inside. And the thing is that God sees all of that. He sees the rottenness and the grotesque things inside, and、um, that's why He calls us to focus on the inner righteousness, our inner reality. Relationally, when that external reality and internal re- reality doesn't match, it's as grotesque as that peach too. It's like when you have a friendship with someone and you think you're close, 
but you find out a year later they were gossiping about you or had all these bitter thoughts towards you that whole time, it's disorienting and relationally alienating. But we do this to God all the time. So what do we need to do? Like the second question in the DT, we need to start with honest reflection and confessing what is in our hearts, rather than defining ourselves by our exterior image. And to cultivate that inner righteousness, it's going to require some drastic action to cut off whatever causes you to sin, and take some risks to confess what's really going on in honesty to your mentors and friends, and ask them for help and humility. So let's not become like that gross white peach, but、um, deal with the reality of what's going on inside our hearts. Bye.